Cody, I'm here to give you my sleeper, my bust, and my Moneyball Player of the Year for 2023. Now, the Moneyball Player of the Year, just to give a little info, is pretty much the guy we can't leave a draft without, that we just just hit auto-pick every time. He's, he's going on our teams, but let me dive in. My sleeper pick, well, I cheated, I have two, but my first sleeper pick is one of my fantasy darlings, my... Uh, I have my eyes on him since uh, you know the rookie. Yeah, his rookie class coming in. He was probably like my five, my fifth or sixth running back. But Sean Tucker, uh, running back out of Tampa Bay. Now he was an undrafted free agent. They signed him. He had to get cleared of a medical condition, uh, heart condition, I believe. But he has been cleared, right? So he played in a preseason game. Pretty sure he broke off like a twenty-yard run. Felt great to watch. Loved it. Right now. Who is ahead of him? Uh, Rashad White. I know we're excited about Rashad White. Now, he wasn't incredibly efficient last year with his opportunities, but he also was very limited, correct? So he has the chance to be better this year, and that would probably keep Sean Tucker off the field if he was. But let's just say he's not, right? Let's just say his, inefficient, his inefficiencies are going to happen again this year. Um Sean Tucker can step into that role. He is listed as the second running back on the depth chart, and I'm excited. I think uh, late season breakout uh, breakout is going to happen. I think that he's a talented runner. He has great college production uh, at Syracuse, I believe, and he's going to prove that he's just the better running back in this room. I mean, he's already well. That's not it's not saying much. He passed. He surpassed Keyshawn Vaughn and Chase Edmonds, which he's battling his own injury right now. I believe Chase Edmonds is, but you know he is due for this breakout. And I think in the second half of the season, you may see it. Or if you see an injury to Rashad White, you'll see that happen. And, and they had like I think the Bucks only had like three to four hundred rushing attempts all season and like thirteen hundred rushing yards. I know it was like check down city with Brady and he had like 700 passing attempts, but I believe that that's going to return back to the league median. You know, they're going to probably get closer to 400, 400 passing or sorry, 400 rushing attempts, maybe 450. Uh, you know, you got Baker at the helm now. It's a different team. I mean, you still have Godwin coming off of his injury and he's healthier. You got Mike Evans, of course, with his stalled out contract talks. Hopefully that gets resolved, but I think Tucker is kind of like the future of this team if he can stay healthy. I mean, not not very often does a undrafted free agent, you know, become like a franchise guy or anything, but he's he's incredibly talented and if he can actually put production on the field, I could see him being a benefit for this team. My uh my second pick, kind of why I'm cheating here, is kind of like my super flex guy. I've been grabbing him late everywhere. 
uh, in my dynasty startups, and I think he's going to be worth it. Uh, he was a first-round pick last year. Uh, Kenny Pickett, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, you think about last year, it was kind of gross, right? Well, let's just let's just kind of like paint this narrative, okay? Uh, looking on PFF, they have a top 12 graded offensive line. They were ranked 7th in pass blocking, okay? So he's going to have time to throw in the pocket. Yes, he is just a tad mobile, you know. He can run just a little bit, which is it's just great, right? You want that in your quarterbacks. Maybe he can he can snipe a few of those uh, goal line touchdowns. Uh, you know, maybe get like three or four rushing touchdowns. I mean, that'd be great. Uh, he's going off the board at quarterback twenty right now, which is like tier four on fantasy pros. You're looking around like Carr, Wilson, Goff. I would probably pick Goff over him. But golf's going a lot higher in most of my drafts, so I settle with Kenny Pickett because I, you know, I want to find late round running back value as in my first sleeper. But Tucker's going way later than that too. But I would say he's a great super flex by this year, um, based on what is around him. Like there's just so much talent, right? This is the second year with George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and Pat Frymouth, okay? And I think George Pickens is going to finish in the top 30 wide receivers. I think Deontay Johnson is going to finish top 24, could even finish top 20, right? And then I think Pat Frymouth is going to have a top five finish this year, which, I mean, that's, that's a tight end. It's not saying a whole lot, but when you really just crunch numbers and you look at that, right, you have all of those offensive pieces scoring points. I mean, the quarterback is the one to blame, right? The one that's giving them all that production. So I could see you know, Pickett having quite a few quarterback one finishes this year, which would give him, you know, I feel like right outside a quarterback one fantasy finish uh, for the whole season, I could see him finishing at quarterback 15, 14. You know, I don't know if I would enter quarterback one, but yeah, I think in the super flex, there's going to be games for him that are going to be great. And of course we know the Steelers, this, they always end up 500, right? Or over 500, they just, they're just a talented team, great coaching staff. So, yeah, Kenny Pickett, I, I think he's going to have a great year, and I think the pieces in his offense are going to do great as well. I know Becker agrees about Deontay Johnson, so it just even fits the narrative even more. Now on to my bust pick, and I'm sorry, Dusty, you're not going to love this one, but it's Kyle Pitts, tied in for the Atlanta Falcons. Let's just dive into this mess real quick, okay? I mean, they were first in rush attempts. Not The Bears were really close behind them, but they were first in rush attempts in the league last year with the running back core that they had. I mean, Tyler Algier, right, Patterson, uh, some other people that I cannot remember. I know them, but Huntley, Caleb Huntley, I think. But, I mean, they just added Bijan, right? And Bijan, just coming out of college, he's been touted as, like, a god coming out. Everybody's excited about him this year, and... Rightfully so, right? So why would they change their scheme right now, especially with Desmond Ritter? I, I th- I'm getting more. There seems to be more hype around him than Marcus Mariota was last year, which I can understand that. Uh, even though he has very limited games, right? <clears throat> Just taking the four games that Desmond Ritter you know, play the full game. He was averaging like 18 and like a quarter completions, right? So it's kind of funny just breaking down the target share for that. Like last year, the Titan had like 27%, right? Let's just say Kyle Pitts had all of them. So what's that? Five targets a game, right? Six targets a game. 
are they going to be red zone targets, right? Are they going to be valuable targets? I just, I just can't see it. And of course, we're still missing the bigger picture here with Drake London. I, Drake London's the better receiver. He's also a first round pick, right? They wanted him when they had other issues to address when they drafted London. They had other issues to address when they drafted Bijan. I mean, they've had a they had pretty decent free agent signings for their defense, which is good. That's what they needed to boost up was their defense. But yeah, I just there's already bad reports going around how he's like the fourth option in the offense. I mean, I'm not buying into that, but I'm kind of a numbers guy. I'm just looking at the numbers, and I just unless Ritter starts having 25, 30 completions per game, I just don't see a big enough pie for Kyle Pitts to actually be successful at the tight end seven draft spot. And I'm sorry if you drafted him. I hope you guys grabbed like Laporta late. Uh, shoot, I don't know Gerald Everett. Maybe will outscore him this year. That sounds yucky, but. I just don't think he's going to give you guys what you need. Hopefully, hopefully he comes back healthy. Hopefully uh, he gets a big enough target share or at least red zone targets to be relevant because you know how tight ends are. You can have seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns. You're probably going to finish in the top 10. But yeah, uh, he's a great dynasty buy. Dynasty hold, right? Buy him low, hold him. He's still young, but in redraft, just don't do it. Save yourself the headache. All right, and the moment you all have been waiting for, my Moneyball Player of the Year. And I can guarantee, if you know me, you probably know who this is. And it's a wide receiver, of course. Love my wide receivers, right? But this is wide receiver 41 right now, coming off the boards. Um, He's going around Gabe Davis, which Brandon loves this year. He's going around the 49ers defense, David Njoku, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Sutton. And I mean, those guys, yeah, there's some upside with a few of them, but man, I'm talking about Zay Flowers. That is my Moneyball player of the year. And let's just go over a few things, right? It's getting me so excited for this guy, right? First round pick and Ravens needed this, right? Uh, They drafted Rashad Bateman, of course. I don't know if it was last year or, or the year prior, but Let's just look, you know, Boston College, his last season, he went 78 for 1,077 yards and 12 touchdowns. Fantastic. Played outside. And, you know, a lot of the scouts are talking about how he's going to just fit that uh, slot role in the NFL. Well, let's just look at his, you know, his core right now. He's got Mark Andrews. He's a little banged up. But I think he should be, he'll probably get right, you know, even if he just misses a game or is just limited. But you got Odell Beckham uh, Jr. signing, right? He's, he's Odell. Like, let's, he did well when he was playing on the Rams, right? Got injured. You know, there's been a lot of reports about his health. So that only benefits Zay Flowers if Odell goes down. Uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, you know the story with Rashad Bateman, right? He's also been, uh, unhealthy. He he cannot stay on the field, but when he is, he's a baller, right? But I would love to have all three of them on the field um, and just working together. I think Lamar signing his new contract, the new offensive coordinator is another point I'd like to bring up with Todd Monken. I mean, he's known to take shots down the field. He he just he's on the on the hunt for explosive explosive plays is what someone reported, and. 
that is exactly what Zay Flowers wants to do. And I'm just saying, at the price tag of wide receiver 41, he's like he's on your bench probably, or you're at least your last flex spot if you have a deeper lineup. And to me, that's just worth it. Uh, I think he's fantastic dynasty buy. I think he could come out and be the rookie of the year. I mean, obviously, Bijan probably will be. But let's just say Zay Flowers is a touchdown machine. I mean, he is undersized, right? But that that narrative with the undersized wide receivers coming in, I mean, just look at the ones that have been successful. People are kind of just fading away that, you know, that idea that you have to be this big-bodied receiver to be successful. Now, for him to be successful is dependent on Lamar, right? Lamar being healthy. But I think I think this year is going to be an excellent year for the Ravens. I They probably are going to go deep into the playoffs, if not to the Super Bowl. It really just depends on this team. But I'm excited to see this new, fast pace of play offense that the Baltimore Ravens have. And I'm excited to see Zay Flowers just tear it up. He's going to be a great redraft buy. And he's going to be a, the best dynasty buy. But those are my picks. Whether you agree with me or not, you'll see. Hopefully I'm right. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, have a good 2023 season.